What up, what up? Welcome to the Real Deal Villa podcast. I'm talking faith, food, family, and fitness. I share all about my fitness journey and different things about my life. I have the occasional guest to talk about different topics with me. I hope your ears are blessed. Let the beat drop. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Jason here. I'm excited to feature another interview, another health journey interview with one of my friends, Michelle. And so she's been on the keto diet for quite some time and has actually found a lot of success doing it. Of course, she's had a journey of her own ups and downs, kind of like everybody else, but she found something that worked for her and she ran with it and she's continuing in that journey. And so she tells her story in this episode. You guys enjoy. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. We're friends on Instagram and I've been watching your fitness journey. And I think the reason that I reached out to you was because I saw that you were on keto and I was like, what? Keto friends. And so I hit you up and I've just kind of watched you um, progressively with the way that you're cooking food, you share recipes, like you made yeah. keto tamales the other day. And I was like, what? I need some <laughs> of those. So good. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, I've got this podcast and I've been sharing a lot about my fitness journey and I just want to have different kinds of conversations and hear where people are at. And then hopefully other people can be encouraged by, uh, what, you know, what I'm doing, what you're doing. And so thanks for being a guest. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. For sure. I want to hear all (laughs) about your weight loss journey and feel free to give as much detail as you want or as little detail as you want. But in one of my past episodes, I talked about that moment of decision that people have and that there's power in Mm -hmm. a moment of decision. And so everybody has a story where they're just like, I saw a picture of myself or, you know, my pants didn't fit or I felt terrible. I was on the couch eating Cheetos and I looked down at my orange fingers and I was like, something's got to change. <laughs> and so um, tell me about kind of that moment of change for you. Like what happened and what was, what was the situation? Well, for me, it's, um, it's been a lifelong journey. I've always been up and down uh, my entire life. I remember the first time I decided to ever start a diet and that was like in sixth grade. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> uh huh. Yep. In sixth grade was my first diet. I did um, this cabbage soup diet and it's basically, you know, it's, I don't know, it was a, a two week thing um, and I was really successful at it. And, you know, I ended up losing a good little bit of weight for my first, um, my in first six, go in sixth grade. How old, I mean, how old are kids in sixth grade? I don't remember. Well, 12, my daughter's in 13? sixth grade. Yeah. Yep. 12, 11, 12 right now. Yeah. So she's in sixth grade right now. And, and so that's, that's where it began. <laughs> well, where did you get, where did you get that idea? Did you, I mean, the internet wasn't like a big deal when you were, you were 12 when I was 12. So like, who told you about the cabbage soup diet? My mom was doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like a, a, a mommy daughter type of thing, except, you know, she kind of just you know, mentioned it and, um, and she gave me the instructions and stuff. And I just kind of stuck to it. I've always been somebody that had just a, um, a, you know, strong willpower. And if I put my mind to something, I'm going to see it through. And, and that's where the experimenting started. <laughs> even so, at, um, even at 12 years, 12 years old. 
12 years old. Yeah. So yeah. So fast I, forward, fast forward. Um, you know, like I said, I went, you know, uh, up and down all my life. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I had gotten to a happy weight. Um, and I ended up, um, having kids, uh, and that's, you know, the downfall again in my adult oh. life. <laughs> so how old were you when life. you had, how old were you when you had your first kid? Um, so I was 25 when I had Ava okay. and 27 when I had Aaron. Okay. Um, and I ended up gaining quite a bit of weight at that point. I was always able beforehand to, you know, uh, work out and lose weight pretty easily, you know, when I put my mind to it and stuff, but after having children, it was just like, okay, you're running around after these two, you know, you're exhausted all the time. You, you don't put yourself first anymore. And the weight just kept on, you know, piling on and piling on. And, and yeah, um, it was, uh, it was pretty exhausting. Um, and I got to a point in my life where I was like, I've got to do something because the dieting, it wouldn't last. Uh, I didn't have time to really be healthy. Um, in, in my kitchen, you know, I was looking forward to, um, doing quick and easy meals and, and that meant fast food for me, you know, fast yeah. food or, yeah. um, the pre-cooked stuff that's, uh, you know, from you a think box. It's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my life. I ended up after kids getting up to 280 pounds and that was the biggest I had ever been. Um, so how, so how tall are you just so people can have context for that? Uh, five, six, five, six, six Mm -hmm. and two eighty. Two eighty. Yeah. Okay. Two seventy eight. Two seventy eight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so the biggest you ever, you ever got. Mm-hmm. And thank you yes. for, I mean, even just sharing that number for a lot of people, they hate to even put those numbers out there, but I think it really helps tell the story of where you were. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've kind of gotten past the whole number thing at, you know, the point that I'm in right now. And, um, and I just, you know, want to share my story to see if, uh, if I can help anybody or inspire anybody out there that was in my shoes. Right. Um, we ended up going on a vacation, a cruise, a seven day cruise. Um, and when we got back, uh, we looked through those pictures and I did not uh, like what I uh, saw. <laughs> yeah. Photos, man. Photos do it for people. Photos. Yeah. That was a big real, you know, wake up call for me. Um, so like I said, at this point in my life, I was not able to really get the weight off, uh, more than maybe 20 pounds. I would lose the 20 pounds. I'd go back up, I'd go back down, I'd go back up. And I, and I how were you, looking. how are you doing that when you would lose 20 pounds? Like what, how would you do that? Um, I would just do the typical like lean cuisines, weight watchers. That was oh, when, okay. Yeah. You remember uh, Subway and Jared? Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. do the Jared sandwiches. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was my life back then. I was like, okay, let's try it. Um, and it worked for a little while, but you know, like I said, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, for whatever reason, maybe my, my chemical chemistry in my body changed, or I don't know what it was exactly, but it wasn't doing it. Yeah. Um, so I went to the extreme and I, uh, sought out some, some external help, which was weight loss surgery. Okay. Um, and so what that meant for me was to go ahead and, um, have a gastric sleeve done. And, uh, I did that in 2015. 
Um, I recovered really well. Um, and from that point on, and so just so people understand what a gastric sleeve is, it's a little different than a, a, there's three kinds of weight loss surgeries, um, that you can have to my understanding. There's the one's um, bypass, right? There's a, yep. There's a gastric bypass. There is a gastric sleeve, and then there is a gastric band. And the band is the one that is not as invasive. It's like a rubber band that goes around your, your stomach, you know, Um, and it restricts the amount of food that goes in Um, the gastric sleeve. They actually cut the stomach to a fourth of its original size and Mm. they staple it back. Um, And then the gastric bypass is when they completely take the stomach out and mm. they connect basically your esophagus to your small bowel at that point. Oh, wow. So yeah, you have no wow. stomach and that's really, really extreme. Um, I don't know of a lot of physicians that do that anymore because you just cannot absorb your, you, the stomach has more functions than just, you know, a breaking down your food. You actually absorb nutrients um, right, right. in some of that stomach lining. Um, and so a lot of people were getting sick from um, the bypass, uh, but but yeah, so what I what I had done was a gastric sleeve. And so I still had a fourth of my stomach. Um, after after that was done, I was drinking basically like a lot of protein shakes. Um, my food intake was a lot, you know, less. Sure. I did not really change my eating habit um, because yeah the weight was melting off, you know? Mm. So, um, if the kids wanted Shipley's in the morning, you guys have Shipley's over there. And uh, <laughs> man, we don't have Shipley's in Kansas. It makes me so yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. I had, uh, my cousins that just flew down from, uh, from California. And that was one of the first places that they stopped at. And I was laughing. And they liked but, it. Um, then? Oh my gosh. They love it. Yeah. I, I mean, people might email me on this one, but I think Shipley donuts have the best donuts and I like them better than Krispy Kreme. So, uh, huh, yeah, I, yeah, team <laughs> Shipley here, um, when I was about that life, but, <laughs> <laughs> but not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Um, so yeah, if the kids wanted donuts or whatever it was, I would have a bite, you know, every now and then, um, and just, you know, a bite or two, whatever I would be full, I'd be satisfied and move along with my day. Um, but I was still in taking those carbs. I was still in taking that sugar. Um, and I was still losing weight, you know, Yeah. until I got to a point where it stopped. (laughs) Yeah. And with that weight loss surgery, that's, that's what happens. You get to a point where you're not going to lose weight anymore. Mm -hmm. And if you continue on the same eating patterns, you're going to gain the weight back. Um, and and, you know, unfortunately, is that just your body kind of getting used to the smaller stomach and then making a shift and saying, oh, okay, if this is all the food I'm going to get now, I have to store it as fuel. Like, is that what's exactly. going on? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what's going on. At least that's how I understand it. Um, and I reached that point in, so I had the surgery in 2015. Um, yeah. And in 20. 17, I'd say like a year and a half later is where I plateaued with my body saying, oh, okay, you know what? You're going to, I'm, I'm happy with this weight, but I'm going to take in this food now, um, and, and store it. So and it was like two is, years. Yeah. About two years, a year and a half to two years is when and, my body was. And so how much did you lose in the two years? So I went from 280 pounds and I got down to 190. 
Oh, wow. I was really happy with that. Yeah. Like yeah. I lost almost what, what is that? Like 90 pounds, right? Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, just on surgery, you know, uh, using that as, um, a source of weight loss. Uh, I wasn't working out. Um, you know, I just running after my kids was my workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was what I, you know, believed as successful. Um, back then, but I started getting the weight again. And what happens with weight loss surgery is that your stomach can expand. Um, and mine started to expand a little bit more that one mm. or two bites of donuts that I was having turned into being able to eat that whole donut, you know, really and, so your stomach starts to stretch out again. Uh huh. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Mm. And so little by little, you know, I started gaining that weight again and I got back up to 230 pounds before I knew it, you know, and I, wow. I didn't realize that until one of my best friends ended up moving and I saw some photos of me again. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. You're not yeah. going to go through this again. Like you did this drastic change to, you know, help your lifestyle. Like you need to, you need to do something, you know? Yeah. And so that's when keto was introduced to me, um, by two friends of mine. Um, and they were having, you know, pretty good success with it. I think they had lost like 20 pounds. Um, so the first step that I took was, um, actually my husband and I, we had gone shopping for, um, an oven. <laughs> we were remodeling our kitchen uh -huh. and, uh, we were just starving because that process took forever. Um, so yeah. we went to Burger King right across the street and ordered some burgers got the burgers, took the buns off mm -hmm. and just ate, you know, the inside. Yeah. Um, and, and that was, that was it. That was step one. Never looked back. You know, I got home yeah. after that and, um, and I looked up the, the doctor that, uh, that was recommended to me. He has a website. His name's Dr. Berg. Have you heard oh, of yeah. him? I yeah. know Dr. Uh, Berg. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He was my, he was my teacher for keto for the first like four to six months of guru, my journey. Huh? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I learned so much from him. So I'd watch his, like, I literally spent the entire weekend on the couch, two days, 48 hours, watching all his videos, taking in as much as I could, you know? Yeah. And, um, and there's just so much to learn when you're starting off, but I tried not to get overwhelmed. Um, I just started off with counting carbs. Um, mm. And I then uh, joined Instagram. And that was a huge, huge turning point for me um, because I had no idea the resources that are on Instagram that can help you be successful. I yeah. honestly think that without Instagram and these keto pages and these the keto community on Instagram, sure. I would not have been as successful as I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So recipes, when was it that you started keto? When was that? 2017? 20, 2017. Yeah. Okay. It was 2017 that I started it. Um, and I slowly just started getting the weight, the weight back down to, uh, I want to say I got back down to like 185 um successfully okay. you know yeah and i would always teeter you know um sure. on on that you know five to ten pounds um so yeah i was really happy with the results um but i knew i could do better um and so eventually i ended up what was this like 
a year and a half ago, almost two years now that I started, um, I started looking into, uh, working out, um, yeah. along with, you know, doing my keto diet and, and uh, that really helped out pairing yeah. uh, cardio with, um, you know, with the, the low carb, it sure. was huge for me. So yeah. I lost a, a I, I was at 185. I got down to 159 with the working. Wow. Out. And that's the lowest yeah. you got was 159. That's, that was the lowest I got. So now I'm teetering between like 160 to 170 and I'm, I'm happy there. My, my ultimate goal will be to get to 150. But um, I've also learned not to, you know, dwell too much on the number. Um, oh, my and gosh. Just, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know it's hard. Um, yeah, it's so difficult. I started taking measurements. So uh -huh. actually, I didn't start. I've taken measurements over the past that I'll find, you know, like in my drawer and stuff. And it'll be fun because I'll put the date down um, yep. of when my past measurement was. And I'll completely forget about it. And so then I'll take the measurement, you know, to date. And and it's nice to see a change. That number, you know, slowly go yeah. down. So, And didn't so you at one point, weren't you doing some intermittent fasting as well? Yes, I go, I go back and forth with the uh, intermittent fasting. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to ultimately do um, like when I wake up in the morning, I won't eat breakfast uh, and I'll start my meal at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so then I'll do my eating window from 11 to like seven. Right. So I'll like a 16, there. eight. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Um. So that just reminds me, like you're talking about, okay, first I did keto, but then I paired keto with cardio, but then I also did fasting and I did an episode where I talked about having a health and fitness toolbox and how, you know, you can reach in and grab different tools to help you get the job done. And that fasting and keto and working out, those are all different things that can be done individually or all together, just depending on what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish and how are you trying to move the needle? So like keto helped you lose the weight, but it, even for me, when I did keto the first time I got to a place to where I just maintained, you know, five to seven pounds up and down mm -hmm. just, um, by keeping the keto low carb diet. But then I started working out again um, and then there were certain times where before I would go on my mountain trips, I would do fasting for like two weeks before I go hit the mountain just to shed two or three more pounds. So I'm lighter on the mountain. So I'm not hiking three or four extra pounds up the mountain. And so uh -huh. just um, thinking about how these different things for people listening, they're thinking about, oh, I should do keto. I should do fasting. I, I should work out. These are all the answers to my problems. Well, it's a lot of times it's part of the answer. And it just depends on what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish. And, right. and just like even with the, with the bypass uh, or excuse me, the, the sleeve, it worked for a little while, but then there came a point where you had to do something else, but right, and then right. keto worked for a little while, but then you had to do cardio and then keto and cardio, but then you had to look at fasting. And then even now you I saw on your Instagram, you're doing a 30 day challenge in January yes. to kind of move the needle a little bit more. And so I just think there's a lot to be said about different ways to use these tools on and off over time to help you reach certain goals. Exactly. Um, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, it was difficult um, to, to get to my goals um, in the past, but 
I would do these, you know, diets where it would be Atkins or Weight Watchers or, you know, the Subway sandwiches. And ultimately what what ended up happening is I would always get it back. But with keto and the the, the keto, you know, way of thinking and sure. mind frame that sugar is, you know, the bad guy here. Um, yeah. I have been able to sustain that weight loss from 2017 to, to now 2022. Um, and so like you were saying, I'll use different tools now, uh, to, to reset myself. Sure. Um, and it's easy, it's easy now with keto to kind of get carried away because it's become more mainstream and sure. there's more, you know, um, boxed items, uh, that will yep. kind of derail you, you know? Um, yeah, that's what happened to us. My, my right. wife and I, we started keto January of 2018 and we both did really well. I lost at the, at the most I lost was 27 pounds. She lost like 60 pounds. I mean, she kicked oh, ass. Awesome. Yeah. And I noticed around the time that I started gaining weight back, you're thinking like, well, what am I doing differently? Well, I'm mm -hmm. using erythritol in my coffee every day. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm eating a pint of keto ice cream every other day. <laughs> and then it got to where it was every day. You know, mm -hmm. and, and it's keto. So it's like, oh, it's only three net carbs, but it's like, you know, 50 gross carbs. And yeah. so, yeah, I totally get that. That's exactly what kind of derailed us the first time around mm -hmm. was all the branded stuff. So kind of back to your journey, you have all these different things that you were doing, keto, you know, diet, cooking at home, cutting out the sugar, cutting out the fast food, doing all that stuff, um, doing some running. I know you're working out a lot. Yes. Um, and then also doing, uh, I knew you're, you were taking ketones at one point in time and right. using that as a tool, but you, you can hit on that. But I want to, I want to hear about some of the goals that you set for yourself, but even so like how you rewarded yourself when you hit some of those goals as well, because people want to binge and go crazy when they hit goals. So what did you do? Yeah. So, okay. So I got down, um, after, after starting keto and after a few years, I was really happy at my weight, like 180. Um, I took it up a notch. I started working out. Like you said, um, I used ketones to kind of, uh, use as a tool for a pre-workout and man, it gave me so much energy to run in the morning. I never thought I would be a runner. I was a runner. Like yeah. I was running, like, or I, I should say I am a runner. I haven't been a runner like the yeah. last month, but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what was the I, longest I, run you ever went on uh seven miles seven miles how long did it take you an hour uh yeah more or less i mean i yeah i want to say it was a little bit more than an hour um i i compare myself to the turtle in the uh in the <laughs> slow and know? steady wins the race exactly <laughs> um so yeah, I mean that's how I maintain my pace, and I'm able to continue you know, the, the whole uh, distance running. But um, but yeah, so I lost the weight, um, and I was really happy with where I was. And I told myself um, after losing at this point uh, almost 130 uh, yeah 130 pounds, wow. I had um, a lot of extra skin from my pregnancy that I wanted to, you know, get removed, um, in different areas like my arms that, you know, it's, it's a hard thing, weight loss, um, and weight loss of that, um, 
you know, amounts because sure. you can, you know, try to morph your body and you can feel so much healthier and stuff, but you can't do anything about the skin the that's skin. left behind, you know? Yeah. That's so I was very, able to very shed, common. Yeah. I was able to shed that weight, but I wanted to um, re- reward myself uh, with weight loss. Um, so, well, not weight loss, a uh, skin removal surgery. Um, yeah. Basically a mommy makeover is what I ended up having. I ended up getting like a tummy tuck yeah. and then I got my arm lift. Um, okay. And I told myself the only way I would do this is if I was able to maintain um, the weight loss for, you know, a good amount of time, at least two to three years, because yeah. I did not want to find myself in a position like I have all my life where I'm up and down and up and right. down and yeah. spend all this money ended up gaining weight again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what keto has done for me, it's proved to me that I can make this a sustainable life change. You know what and I mean? And that was going to be something I, I brought up a second ago when we were talking about it. I thought it, um, a lot of people say that keto is not a maintain, like it, you can't maintain it. I've yeah. heard that over and over again, like, Oh, it's just not sustainable. You, you know, your body needs the carbs and this, that, and the other, and, you know, people don't do keto for years on end, but you're you kind of go against yeah. that grain. Absolutely. I, um, I can't think that that's any further from the truth. Um, my way of life now, the way that I feel now is so much better than what I felt any other time that I've ever lost weight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, the, just, just my overall, my overall feeling, you know, I'm happier. Um, my joints don't hurt the way they used to. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think a lot of people, have a misconception of keto in that oh you can have bacon wrapped <laughs> in cream cheese you know and oh what um that's and- like my favorite keto snack is bacon and cream cheese <laughs> <laughs> you know and so yeah while that is all you know zero carbs and stuff you still want to be healthy and you know the 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 big picture here is to put greens back into your diet eliminate the the carbs that are the main food group in the food pyramid we're all used to looking at you know what i mean it's like it's it's supposed to be you know meats and vegetables and and um using that stuff as a source of energy um right and there's something to be said about uh nutrient dish nutrient density like Mm -hmm. nutrient dense foods and the more that i I followed people who were doing keto and then I eventually started following people that did carnivore and they're eating a lot of stuff that's nutrient dense and look, eating like heart and liver. Exactly. And, um, uh, what is it? Even like oysters and, um, Oh, what are those little, uh, sardines like that kind of stuff they're looking uh, at? Those are so good. They're looking me. at food. That's really nutrient dense. Um, uh-huh. and so it's not just that you, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Right. And so they're going to eat and they're going to make sure that the foods that they're putting into their body has the nutrients that they need to, to fuel and be healthy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot more and I've, you know, you can talk all day about diet and nutrition. Um, you really can. I mean, I'm constantly learning new things. Um, yeah. That I've never come across. So, so I think something that's interesting about, about, 
your, your goals that you hit and then the way that you rewarded yourself. It's like, if somebody sets a weight loss goal and says, Hey, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. They lose 50 pounds. They usually celebrate immediately somehow by buying themselves something or going and having a dinner or treating themselves to a margarita or whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. you hit a weight goal and then you said, I want to maintain this weight for an extended period of time before I reward myself with, with this um, mommy Mommy makeover. makeover. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's pretty amazing though, for you to be able to like hit the goal and then wait so long to then actually gain the reward. People are such um, what's the word immediate gratification, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Oh, I hit the goal. Let's, you know, let's schedule it now kind of scenario. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I have always been on a mission to prove to myself that I could, you know, sustain um, whatever it is that I wanted to, to do. And I, I mean, I, I think it's because of my background, I've always had these um, big, massive weight, you know, drops and dips and stuff in my life. And I've always ended up gaining them back. Um, but uh yeah. So I told myself this time around, if I can really, really change my lifestyle and, sure. you know, completely my, my change my frame of thinking, then let's yep. do this. Let's go all the way. Um, so, yeah. So what do you think okay. is the, what, what's the um, biggest lesson you've learned maybe about having a healthy lifestyle or maybe the most important thing you've learned about yourself in this entire process? Uh, that is a great question. Um, I've learned a lot of different things. Um, I have been just really astonished with the old way of thinking, which was, um, you know, get in the healthy carbs and, and use that for energy. Um, it's just my, my mind frame has completely changed as far as food goes. Sure. Um, uh, what else? And isn't really that kind of the issue that a lot of people run into is, is a relationship with food. It's like, you know, it's it, even a, a theology of food. I know theology means like study of God, but like, you know, what, what do you believe? What is your belief about food? And I, I kind of joke about um, new diet and nutrition, having a seat at the table with religion and politics, because you start to bring up food and what you believe about it and what you think about it. And it's, it's like a religion. It's yeah, like absolutely. a belief system. And so people <laughs> will get upset and they'll say, well, what do you mean? I can't, what do you mean? Potatoes aren't good for me. And it like attacks their identity, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's kind yeah. of a crazy thing. So your relationship with food has changed. My relationship with food has changed and it's just brought to light how much um, food and nutrients is um directly related to your health your overall health um i see so many people suffering from so many autoimmune disorders um and you know just different different health issues that are completely derived with what's being put into their body from what they're consuming you know what i mean yeah and a lot Um, of people don't make the connection or don't think to make the connection you know yeah, we don't know, you know, we're taught something completely different. <laughs> I yeah. mean, cereal, you look at a cereal box and it has heart healthy. <laughs> heart healthy, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's one of the worst things that you can, you know, do. But <laughs> so, so what's, I think that's, no, go ahead. One of the 
that's one of the biggest things that, um, that I've learned is, um, how food can directly make you feel, um, how you are in control of how you feel by what you put into your mouth. Um, what you, what you think, what you start off your day doing. When I started working out every morning, um, my work experience completely changed. I was awake. I was alert. I got to work. I got to work and I was ready to work. You know, I didn't need that cup of coffee um, mm. to wake up and start getting going. I don't know that life. I still need my coffee. I need it and I want it and I love it and I'll never leave it or forsake it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking bad about coffee now. Though, I, know, so, I, know, I know. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy what that cardio would do for me in the morning. Um, and, how it affected the, the way my day, you know, ended up going. Um, yeah. so there's so much power in what you, um, what your life looks like by just the simple things that you do, how you plan your day from, from start to end, um, how you, with what you put into your mouth, with what you think in your head, you know, um, there's so many days that I would wake up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just need 10 more minutes. Yeah. And I would, you know, overcome that. I'm like the hardest part is just getting out of bed, yeah. just get out of bed, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> you know, do a little bit of stretching. Even if you're slower than the turtle today, <laughs> you're out there, you're, yeah, you're getting right. your blood pumping. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would, you know, eventually overcome that and, you know, end up sweating a little bit at least. Um, but yeah, mind over matter, it's a huge thing for me. And, uh, and that was my takeaway, I guess, in my journey. Yeah. So real quick, and then we can, uh, we can shut it down. I appreciate you sharing all of those details about your journey. And and so what's maybe one, one last thing that you would just say to, I mean, as a podcast or people who listen, what's maybe a, an encouragement you can leave them with. Um, hold on. Let me think about this one. <laughs> so you can definitely do anything that you put your mind to. Um, if you put yourself in the position with the right tools, um, tools are, are, are good thing to have, um, in your toolbox, of course, but give yourself the resources, surround yourself with positive, you know, uh, thinking, um, and just be your biggest cheerleader. Um, don't, don't tell yourself negative thoughts or, mm, um, yeah. that you can't, you know, do anything because you talk to yourself 80 you hear yourself 80 percent of the day um yeah and uh if you are constantly telling yourself that you can't do this and and that you're you know not gonna achieve your goals then then you won't um right. so be your biggest cheerleader that's um good. yeah it, that's that's probably the biggest thing that i would say i like it i like it i appreciate it so tell people where so i follow you on instagram what what's your oh, yeah. uh, what's your instagram handle where can people uh, you can find me at keto.cello. Um, and I am constantly posting everything that I cook. <laughs> yeah, cello, that's uh, C-H-E-L-L-O. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cello. Keto.cello. Yeah, so you, you, po- um, you post a lot of, um, of recipes and not just like, hey, here's, 
here's what's in this, but you do a lot of stories of actually cooking it in the kitchen. Like you're big on that. Yes. Uh-huh. I need to see action. I need to, um, well, I mean, you know, I learned from the other keto community folks that are out there showing the same thing that I'm showing. Um, and, uh, and that's how I was so successful. So, you know, I'm just showing what I'm doing in the kitchen to hopefully inspire and show, cause I didn't know how to blister uh, a jalapeno before, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came from the house where my mom didn't really cook. Um, so, oh. um, and so, you know, I learned a lot through the Instagram community. Um, now I'm not, you know, a, a chef, I wouldn't proclaim myself to be a chef, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I make my way, you know, I, I can make my way through the kitchen now. And uh, yeah. so, yeah. So I have that a question is. for you. This really important question too. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> which one do which one do you like better, the air fryer or the Instapot? The air fryer is yeah. a godsend in the kitchen. Like I, I would get, tell anybody to get an air fryer before an Instapot any yeah. day. <laughs> okay. I get so much crap for being an air fryer guy. Really? It, yeah. It's I, I actually have two air fryers. So Oh, well, you know, they make the air fryer and Instapot in in one now. In one now, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, they're combined. But yeah, the air fryer is huge. I mean, that's a lifesaver. Even if I'm not using it for my food, I can throw the kids' food into right. the air fryer. And it's like yeah. such a nice thing to have. Right. I need to get sponsored by an air fryer manufacturer. On I'm this always... <laughs> oh, are, you always, are you always telling people to get an air fryer? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, well, actually, that I think this is the first time I've mentioned air fryer on this podcast, but in my daily life, air fryer conversations come up all the time. It's either oh God, something I'm air frying or something that I'm smoking in the in the pellet smoker. So nice. Yeah, <clears> we just got a pellet smoker and we love that thing. They're life changing. I made I made um a really good, not even good, it was a great smoke prime rib on uh for christmas oh yeah gosh it was so freaking good and i i feel like i put enough thought into it to where i like to think that i'm affecting the outcome but sometimes i feel like i just get lucky and i'm just like there's no way i can cook this good i think it's either the smoker or i just accidentally made this taste amazing <laughs> you've never been able to repeat it yeah i mean i there's some things i can repeat but it was the first time i made the prime rib and it was like it was spot on and i was Man. just blown away i was like oh my gosh i that had to be an accident <laughs> no way give credit where credit's due there yeah i should take the credit but all right well michelle thank you so much again for being on the podcast and thanks for sharing your story it takes a lot um, especially, you know, for, I, I don't know, I don't want to say that it takes a lot to share details of weight, um, for even yeah. a lot of people. And so, um, again, I, I appreciate you doing that it really helps paint the story. And, you know, I've, I've been pretty open about my, my weight and those numbers on the show as well. So that's what we're shooting for over here, authenticity and, and vulnerability. So again, well, thanks thank you for so your time. For yeah, and thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, I'm going to post this out on uh, on Instagram and my story, and then maybe you can share that out too to your audience. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jason.